To the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matt Carroll, and I'm Jeff Randall. Hey, Jeff, what's up, man? Man, oh, loving life right now. Oh, great! What, what glory we get to see in this day and age with yeah. the Thor Ragnarok trailer oh, and Agents of Shield right now. Holy crap! Thor Ragnarok, all kinds of stuff coming out about Guardians. Uh, there's been some new scenes dropped. Um, yep. I, I actually haven't even seen them yet, which is crazy. Uh, well, kind of crazy. Kinda, I'm kind of in that mode where I'm like, if it comes across my desk, I will watch it. If it uh, <laughs> if it doesn't, I'm not going to seek. I'm not, I'm not seeking scenes out because that's how I ruin movies for myself. Right, right. I don't think this movie <laughs> can be ruined though. I would. I looked through just like a camera roll of pictures from the IMDb of Guardians of the Galaxy two. Oh man, it looks good. It got you super stoked again, didn't it? Just the. Vid, just the pictures. Like I don't ever really get that stoked off just pictures. <laughs> just pictures of these characters interacting in these environments. They just look so cool. Man, you should see the pictures that I found today. Um they are well, first off, the Punisher has finished oh, I a, did like, see that production. I did see a the, uh, picture of that. The set pictures of Frank Castle in like full on, fully painted chess piece punisher outfit was ridiculous yeah it looks awesome got me so stoked yeah i can't wait it's gonna be awesome um so we're not really doing a news we're just kind of chatting about it but yeah punisher has wrapped just so much stuff and thor ragnarok coming out and then just like last week was the big spider-man trailer drop like just so many cool things are dropping three weeks from today oh man guardian three what with three we are guardians guardians two. two Guardians three. They're just gonna jump forward in time. It's gonna be real weird. They're gonna jump forward in I'm time. Be like, Why did you do this, James Gunn? Ahead of uh, after uh, Infinity War, and they're gonna jump back and release Guardians of the Galaxy two later. Yeah, that makes sense. That would actually be super trippy and something James Gunn would probably do. <laughs> no, he wouldn't do that. But tonight we're here to talk about this episode of Agents of Shield. Yeah, we are. Season 4, episode 17, Identity and Change. You know, it's... Spoiler alert. Yeah, we, we're going to drop that. It's kind of relevant. Like, that, that title is kind of relevant to the series as a whole. The series sure. as a whole has really established its own identity and changed what it was doing from the first um, couple of seasons and has really gotten just incredible. Sure. Like, it was good before... But it's incredible now. And I feel like Ward is the best sign of that. Like, the Ward that we've seen is just change. Every season he's been a different Ward, and now we finally get to see him this in this season, uh, the hero way they've said And he's, he's like a hero Ward. I like it. I really like hero Ward. I, like I actually, too. I feel sorry for him, and he's not even real. He's yeah. not even a real person. But you knew who was real? Fitz. No. I forgot oh, her I forgot her name. What's her name? Agnes. Agnes was real. Pour one out for Agnes, everybody. Oh man, that was rough, dude. Ugh. I I feel real bad. I got a little distracted by my phone during that scene. Because and they did it in such a it was such a geniusly played scene because the whole scene 
Gemma gives this beautiful speech about how this is not the man that Fitz is. I know the man that he is, and I love him. And if you shoot him, I lose him forever. And it's like super touching. And she achieves the goal of the speech. And so Ward doesn't shoot Fitz, and it's like this great moment. And then it got like, you know, the tension is released. And I looked down at my phone for some reason, like I wasn't even, somebody texted me or something, and I got distracted. And then I hear, and I was like, what the? What? <laughs> what? It what was just so, happened? such a smart scene. Um, I had to rewind it. I was like, wait, I, I thought the tension was released. And I it, thought we were okay. We were in the clear. And then it cuts back to Radcliffe, and Radcliffe's giving this, you know, a similar speech uh, to to Fitz, and you just expect the trope to work. You know, the the tropey yeah. like, oh, we're gonna, uh, you know, you stopped Ward. That that was a that was a danger. Now uh, Radcliffe is gonna stop Fitz from what he's doing, and it's all gonna be resolved. Nope, nope. Agnes is dead. Agnes it's, is dead. Agnes down. Agnes the- down. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. Agnes down. <laughs> Sitting back up. Oh man. <laughs> now see, it's just that Radcliffe is not as good a monologuer as Gemma. Right. But he is. He's so good. He is. He's definitely not as he, um Oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's not attract- as persuasive. He's not as attractive, oh. yes. Uh he's not <laughs> as persuasive, I feel like, but uh maybe. It's he's he's definitely interesting. Like, you know how we were saying that nothing that happens in the framework is going to be lasting or uh, relevant. We were when they get we, out? we were worried about that. We were worried about yeah. you know oh we don't want to have a whole uh, we, there we, are no consequences. Yeah, we don't. The, a consequenceless area is it kind of sucks. But we've now watched Fitz murder a woman. And it's, like, Legit. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, it's a little morally ambiguous because she's already dead. It's not murdering like a living woman, but it's also the only version of her consciousness still in existence. So as a sci-fi fan, I, I got to count that as a real murder. Yeah. Um, like, when I guess you that's transfer just, your consciousness to yeah. something else and that consciousness gets destroyed, that's death. What does that mean to Fitz? Though? Like, what does this mean for Fitz as a character? Oh, man. Uh, you know... The question now is, are they going to remember what happened inside when they get outside? And there's no doubt. No doubt in my mind. They, there's no way they like, can just erase it. Well, I mean, or, yeah, I Ada, guess they could. Ada has rewritten everybody already. I guess they could erase it and then only Gemma and Sky remember. And then, that's, and then they have to decide whether to tell him what he did. Like, Yeah, and then uh, they have to dance around that. Gemma has to, like deal with that every time she looks at him yeah like what if what if what if they get out and he turns back into his normal self doesn't remember but Gemma just can't stand the sight of him can't oh. be with him and then that and then that in turn like slowly turns him into the monster that he is you know because oh. the whole the whole thing about this is is like he's not that person because he has Gemma and in right. that world, he has Madame Hydra as the person that he would cross the universe for. And so, like, it's he's. <laughs> I like that the, they're kind of flipping the trope. It, it's kind of tropey in in fiction to have uh, the woman that uh, can't can't get her doesn't know her own identity and is only has her identity uh, through the man that she's with. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? It's like a trope, yeah. and it's it's like. 
it's like it, it's a thing in life too that people do. Um, but 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 it's nice to see them using a, a male character in that way. Uh, it's kind of. Uh, it's just a nice balance to the what happens a lot of times in other fiction where it's always the woman who is following the man and doing whatever the man needs or or conforming <laughs> conforming to the man's will um right right it seems like agents of shield is doing a lot of that now the whole like oh, this is the trope but we're going to do it a little different we're going to kind of turn it not necessarily on its head but you know we'll, we'll, well give it a little shoulder they've nudge they've really done that since the beginning there's almost not an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that doesn't have a moment where you're like, oh, I thought this episode was about something else, and now it's about this. <laughs> they do. That, that's that's a, one of the really clever things about the show. Um, and <laughs> the only problem with that trope is it's super interesting the first time, but after you know that the thing is coming, then you watch it and you're like, it's a little less interesting because you know, you know what, where the turn is, you know? Right, right. Those kind of surprise, anything with a big surprise in it, or like a big reveal. Sometimes it just makes it, it it makes it instantly rewatchable once because you're watching it with through new eyes. But then after that, it's hard to it like makes it less rewatchable somehow. So maybe that's a problem with Shield. But I I, I love I, I love this show. I've felt that it's been very rewatchable though because like I in the past couple of episodes or really most of this season when it's gotten really intense especially in the past couple of episodes i've kind of stopped breathing part of the way through the episode <laughs> and like i have to pause it you have shield apnea <laughs> <laughs> no it's just like you just get so into it i'm just like i don't want to breathe and disturb any of this and I there wish. comes a point where it's so intense, I have to pause it and just be like, <gasps> "Oh God, okay." Yeah, you got you got to calm down, Jeff. This this man, I, it's I so love the good. show. I love the show too, but <laughs> don't no. kill yourself. No, there is nothing better on TV right now. Um, I uh, yeah, I think it's been great. The this episode for me was a lot stronger than last week's. You and Keith were talking about how how amazing last week's was, and it was cool. It was it was like a neat what if, but this week. Like we talked about, it just feels like consequences are coming. Yeah, man, like it really on consequences. And Fitz shooting her like, is just a stroke of genius. It's just that could have repercussions for seasons to come. Uh, it could that that could irreparably change his and Gemma's characters. Think about also think about this. Like, okay, so Fitz killed a woman. Yes, yep. true. But Mac. If he gets out and remembers everything, he doesn't just lose his like couple of days old daughter. He loses a daughter that he has memories of for years. Yeah, that's rough. That would be just entirely soul crushing for him. And he's already not handling it very well. <clears throat> mm. At least after Ghost Rider. Um, yeah. God. Just the 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 consequences of having to leave that world. Like he has to make that decision. Like, do I want to leave and go to a place where she doesn't exist, but is just a better overall world? <laughs> I can see Mac deciding to stay, which is stay and just like fight the resistance and have his daughter. Like, which is crazy, but I can see it. <laughs> yeah, um, they've made this world so compelling and so real that these characters are feeling, uh, you know. Like they like they could choose this, and it's crazy. Yeah, and like 
then that that makes me think like what if because i've got this really crazy theory of what ada is doing she said she's she's talking about project looking glass talking about the other world the other side what if she's attempting in this framework to build one of those portals like she like they she built to get the other people back from the other dimension so that she can cross this like person fleshy body over into the world and be like a real boy have emotions and whatnot and at that point if she can do that we can get ward back like hero ward can come in and and be a a regular character again yeah Uh, matt can bring his daughter over Mm, that's uh, that sounds great and all but like where do these physical things come from right um, like what there's actually no body happens to make this happen there's no body waiting in the in, in the on the other side but yeah it's a great question because she is <laughs> project looking glass like what is that what like is she, it it sounds like she wants to spy on everything in real world but oh, I, I definitely think it means she already made a portal so that she can reach through and grab it sounds like she wants to go i mean the looking glass is a is a um is is a reference to through the looking glass um which is Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. So uh, that that that's definitely a reference to trying to travel there. It's not a reference to just uh, Well, she did you know, say spying. she did say if I can't go and defeat my enemies there. That's so, right, she did. Uh, but what does that mean for her to be <laughs> what does it mean for her to be physical in that world? Uh, it, it, can she be? Is it possible? That's, I is, mean, anything is possible is, through the dark. Well, is the dark hold even... Is magic active in this world? I've been reading Ready Player One, and uh, they talk about the different... <laughs> in Ready Player... Have you read of Ready Player One? I haven't. It's basically... Uh, it's a long story, but uh, it's, it's, it's a lot to do with like a massive multiplayer online... Uh, experience where basically instead of living life, people in the future just live in World of Warcraft, but it's like a it's like a virtual reality sort of situation. Um, right. They have to go out to like make enough money to just go back in and live their lives in the virtual world. Um, <laughs> it's kind of what I'm getting. I'm only I'm only like chapter four, but um, uh, in, in that they talk, they have this whole thing about how like there are planets that are like magic zones where only magic is what works and there's planets where technology works where only technology works and then there's planets where nothing works and it's like depending on what kind of player you are you go to the planet of your choice where you can fight with technology or fight with uh magic or fight with this or that uh is this a magic zone that's what i want to (laughs) know sorry that was a long way to get to is this a magic zone um or is it a null zone uh, it makes sense. <laughs> any, I mean, any Ready Player One fans will know what I'm talking about, right, guys? <laughs> they all raise their hands. There's a really funny line in Ready and Player cheered. One. <laughs> there's a really funny line in Ready Player One because there's you travel around space and every planet, different planets are magic zones and different planets are technology zones. And he was like, if if you cross a border, if you if you take your technology ship and you cross a border. Into a uh, into a magic zone by mistake, then you have to pay some wizard to come out and in his uh, magic space traveling barge <laughs> to, to like magic to tow you out of the magic zone. <laughs> but that that made me laugh a lot. That was good. Um, uh, that's ch- kind of silly, but that's a neat concept. Yeah, 
Sorry. Okay. No, sorry. I've been re- I've been li- listening on tape today while I mowed my grass and did my dishes and did all the things around the house I needed to do. I listened to like a big chunk of that book and it's just like on my brain. <laughs> um, I understand. I understand. But oh, man. so so okay. We, we we talked a lot about Ada. We talked a lot about Fitz. That's like I think that's that's the big thing in this episode. That that moment is so huge. Yeah. Um, but we've got a lot of other things that went on that were great. Um, Phil Coulson is wonderful in this episode. <laughs> I love him so much. I love this version of Phil Coulson. I love con- so cons- much. conspiracy Coulson is just great. Uh, Coulson's bit. No, it's not going to work. Um, conspiracy Coulson definitely works. <laughs> Cause yeah. like I, I would have realized it sooner if it hadn't been for the soap, <laughs> the, the mind control soap. Mind and control soap. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, that big, what? <laughs> she says something later. It was real funny. She's like, uh, the soap made me do it. <laughs> yeah. Somebody asked her something. She says, the soap <laughs> no, made me do it. It was, it was Ward. She said, the soap made me do it. And he's like, soap. What? That was good. It was good stuff. Yeah, Coulson was uh, did a great job of playing a different character in this episode. He was not his, himself. He was like a really funny, conspiracy-loving version of himself that I just loved it. And do, do you think that he was married to the cellist? Oh, that's a good question. He, in, um, in his notes, he had a picture of her. He did have a picture. Well, he had a picture of a cellist. I'm not sure if it's her. I would assume it's her. Right, right, right. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see I mean, that's, that. That's the that's the the head cannon that we're gonna go with. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> um, and I mean, what's his worst? That's a, it's actually a really good question. What's his worst? Um, what's his greatest regret? We don't know. Well, it looks like his regret was joining Shield. Yeah, but uh, that's a teacher. Yeah, but that's a. That's a that's a stupid regret for Coulson to have. <laughs> that's his like lifetime dream was to be a, an agent she of Shield. What defines him? Although I, I find I guess, it kind of funny that he uh, he kind of fanboys out over the Patriot. Yeah, that was pretty great because you know the Patriot is third Captain America, and he fanboyed out pretty hard over Captain America. Yeah, that was really great. <laughs> I you can just call me Mace or whatever. Yep. Uh Patriots a bit much. <laughs> Mace was pretty great. Mace was pretty great this episode. Um I liked the twists and turns. Oh I have a question. Yeah. How did I guess Ada knows everything. So she's the one who told what's his name? Mac to say what he said to trick. Yeah, I think she Ada Sky. passed it off. Yeah, I think Ada passed it off to May and May told um like say that get him to say back. What? Yeah, yeah. So it's Ada where that information. For a second I was like, "Who how did they even know to tell him to say that?" Like Yeah. But then I remember Ada. She she's she's up on everything. Yeah, it's and it's not just like a version of Ada. Like this is legit Ada. This that, is, well, that's this a question that I have. Too. He says you you injected yourself into this and you've been orchestrating events ever since. Uh, and so we know she is in the framework, and in the framework she's fallen in love with Fitz, which is all weird. It's all real weird. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, do we? Well, she can have emotion in the framework. Yes. 
and be a real girl. I, I imagine she could probably, if she can have, see, that's the thing. If she can have emotion, if any, if anyone in the framework can have emotion, any of the NPCs can have emotion, then, um, she should be able to have emotion outside. Yeah. There's no reason if she's an android, like that's the if if emotion is possible within the framework for her, that same programming should be possible outside the framework. You know? Yeah, yeah. It I mean that makes sense, but I I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she wants maybe she wants to just bicentennial man herself. <laughs> I don't remember what happens in that. He becomes human. Okay. Over 200 years no. <clears throat> um yeah maybe way. she's just looking to to get a real body and figures you know what this is the best way to do it i'll just build framework make portal from framework to here and walk out which is crazy yeah i just don't know if that works I don't know. I, th- I feel like she's she's. I mean, it's called Project Looking Glass. I think you're right. I think that's what it is. But I just didn't. I don't see how it's pos- possible. But we'll see. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Shout out to Billy Koenig for giving his life right to find the <laughs> the, the framework. Which one is Billy? Is he's he- the shorter one. <laughs> which Which one was he in the in the ones that we? know of i don't know i can't remember which one gave his life in the in the first season the uh, lanyard loving canning god which one was that was that billy i don't remember uh um, that might have been billy that's what i'm that's what i'm trying to, that's what i'm thinking is the case but i'm not sure i can't remember i can't keep i can't keep them separate in my brain can't um, keep up with the canings <laughs> So, it was Eric. Eric oh, Koenig. that's that's right. That's right. Yep. So he was in Providence. This was a great episode. Any other thoughts on this episode? Um, I mean, Mac was really compelling and just heart wrenching. Mace looked very grizzled. <laughs> And yes, just not uh, not great. We got Burroughs back, which was neat. Sort of back. Um, he looked better for you know having been sucked out of a plane. Oh, that's that guy. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot that guy existed. Yep, yep. <clears throat> I think that's his greatest regret is losing um, <laughs> is losing Burroughs. Burroughs. <laughs> it's not funny. Like maybe it is. That would, could have been his closest friend. They spent all that time together, but it's really funny. <laughs> the idea that his greatest regret is losing Burroughs. I think that his greatest regret is probably not being an inhuman or not being the hero. That he wants to be to help people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's what it looks but like. I, he is I still now. don't think I don't think he's an inhuman here either, though. Well, he's like Phil when he met him. Phil said the inhuman leader of the resistance. Yes, but then he gives a look on his face, like, "Yeah, that's me. Yeah, totally, absolutely. Me, that that inhuman yeah. guy. That's me. Yep, yep. Um, you have found yeah, me. I didn't. I thought that that was." Uh, I thought that seemed implicit that he was not actually uh, inhuman, but but I may be wrong. Yeah, 
I uh, I thought it was funny that Simmons or the Simmons, wow, that Simmons uses her um, her shield ID as like the proof. She's like, look, I was at the academy. I took a bullet and I had to dig my way out of a, ma- or a shallow mass grave. Like holds up her ID and then Mace looks at it and is like, I'm sorry, and then looks over at Ward with this like, I trust her more than you now. Kind of look. <laughs> and I was like, say it. Just say it. Right. Go ahead and say it. That's Can't trust funny. Ward. That's fine. Like, who's going to tell Ward that he's not real? And how's he going to react to that? Yeah, all of them, really. Like, all these S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. And I, I, th- to be honest, I don't think it's going to matter. I have a feeling, okay, if we get a looking glass and some of these characters actually make it back, which that would be crazy. Uh, that'd be wild. But second to that, I have a feeling the framework isn't going anywhere. I think the framework is going to stick around and they could even come back in a future season to see like what this, what if world has become, you know? (laughs) And I, I look forward to that. I think that's a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, it, I would have been okay with it if the, if Fitz hadn't killed Agnes. Like we can we can put the people who are are dead and have their consciousness stored here. Like we can put them in here and then just leave them. That's cool. They can hang out here, come in and mm-hmm. check on them every now and again. Bring them a sandwich, you know, whatever. Oh uh, yeah. What if now, what if we like, ever get that like that moment where someone's dying and they have no way to save themselves? So like our characters just hook them up the to the framework. Oh god. I mean, we got that with Agnes, but and with. Uh, Radcliffe, but you yeah, know, yeah. It, if it's a character we cared about, Ugh. be pretty that crazy. Would... And they just have to like visit them in the framework when they want to. Oh, that would hurt my heart. Yeah, heart to heart. <laughs> Let's All see. Right, yeah. Well, yeah, I think I, I think that's about it. I think it's about it. I really enjoyed this episode. It was great. It was real right. It was. It felt like it was a continuation of the amazingness that the last episode was, and it just built on that and continued being amazing. And you know, the, to me, there's no question now. This show needs a fifth season, and they need to continue this this pod structure because the pod structure has done wonders for the the pacing of the show. Yeah, I think so too. I think so. Every episode this season has felt like it pushed the plot forward. Uh, it either moved pieces into place or put or really pushed the plot and major things have happened. You know, it's been great. It's yeah. been really great. Every, every episode is important to its arc. Yeah. And no throwaways know, at all. None in the slightest. Like I like the episode with the cellist in the first season, but it didn't have to happen. Shut your mouth. And need, we needed Amy Acker to show up. <laughs> like I said, I like it. I like her. Amy Acker's it the was- best. It was great, but it wasn't necessary. I do think it, I don't know. I do think that episode gave Coulson a depth that I know he mentions the cellist in, uh, uh, what is it? Agent, uh, one of the movies, it is it Avengers. He mentions the cellist. Yeah. Uh, well, I, like I think that calling back to that and actually giving her a physical form and having him like, you know, and, and they're still calling back to it to this day. Like the, uh, like when he's flipping through the thing and you see the cellist on his notes, you're like, Oh, his love still persists. Yep. Um, which is weird. Cause apparently him and, uh, 
May are going to have or have a thing for each other. Well, the maybe. robot versions of them said they did, <laughs> and they had their memories. So Elmad wanted it. Elmad and uh, Colsonbot. Cole Cole Mason. Oh, uh, no. I think you're done. <laughs> Can't just think of anything. Up. I give up. <laughs> just uh, give up. <laughs> all right, I'm tired. It's late. Let's go to bed. Uh, all right, man. <laughs> good job. Uh, th- thanks everybody for hanging out with us. Um, we'll be back with you very soon. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you want to reach out to us, hit us up at mcucast.com at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU to leave us a great voicemail, and we will play it on the show. Thank you very much. We'll be back with you very s- next week for more S.H.I.E.L.D. talk. We'll be back with you next week for more S.H.I.E.L.D. talk. Until next time, true believers. Until next time, true believers.